up, citizens? It's Vincent Jones, aka Citizen Jones, here with another episode of Quarantine and Chill, a daily podcast where we talk to LGBTQ people from around the world, learning more about their story and how they are experiencing the coronavirus pandemic, or what I affectionately call the zombie apocalypse. So grab a drink with or without alcohol and tag a few friends on the socials to join you for this kiki. And let's quarantine and chill. You know you can't go nowhere. Hell no. Hello there, Mohammed. Um, how was it over in Cairo today? Hey, hey, hey. So, yeah, it's crazy as usual. Um <laughs> You would think that Egypt is like any other country, uh, you know, staying home, being safe. But yeah, everyone is going about their lives just like nothing is going on. It's like okay, um, we're it, it's a it's a Friday. <laughs> we're going to go into <laughs> we're going to do it on Friday. That's interesting. So um, before we get into learning more about you and how you've been impacted by the coronavirus, maybe can you share a little bit about Cairo? You know, most people know the pyramids um, and the antiquities in Cairo, but most people don't know about what it's like to live in Cairo, especially as a gay person. Maybe can you just share first a little bit about Cairo and then what the gay life is like there? Well, the first thing about Cairo is actually the pyramids are not in Cairo. So here is the first, <laughs> hey, as an American, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, actually, uh, me, my, I myself, as an Egyptian, I didn't really know like I always had the pyramids of Giza, but I said Giza was part of Cairo. Till literally I found out last year that G- Giza is a whole different city. <laughs> it just oh, uh, I didn't even know that. That's interesting. I thought that Giza was like a neighborhood of Cairo. I didn't know it was a whole separate city. Likewise, I grew up in the north, and in the north we really don't know much about what happens down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Cairo is basically like Hollywood. Uh, or like LA to Americans, all mm-hmm. the TV production, most of the TV productions and uh, all the media and everything happens here in Cairo. So it's the center of everything, as well as it, there are really so many amazing things you can find here. Like um, uh, if you're interested in, in, in like old buildings and history and uh, basically anything that gives you, um, you know, you know, when you go to this old church, on this old temple and you just feel this, you know, overwhelming. The history, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it, that's, Cairo has so many museums, so many churches, so many temples, Jewish temples and uh, mosques and um, uh, also the Nile is right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had a couple of friends visiting over from Europe uh, just a few months ago and we just took a felucca down the Nile. A felucca is a sort of a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just like there's music you can you can literally dance. I literally played RuPaul's RuPaul's songs on that Luca. I love it. It's <laughs> like, we were like it's like your own version, your own version of um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, but like on a boat. <laughs> yes, we were literally voguing <laughs> on that on that boat. Like oh we played God. the songs and we were voguing and having fun. Wow. Um, this is actually one of the things that I think everyone knows in the community in Egypt, but it's not uh, very well known. But if you did uh, Google Queen Boat Incident in Egypt, I think it was back in 2001. Queen Boat Incident? 
Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is what this is what the LGBTQ community in Egypt used to do. They used to take felucas down the Nile, and they would celebrate the day. They would celebrate someone's birthday. They would celebrate at any occasion. They would be or just go and have fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, and everyone knew that most of the attendees are LGBTQ plus, as well as the government. But they never cared. Um, but yeah, back then it it happened because of like some rivals, political rivals wanted to you know do Just something. Kind of score to, a point to make news. Mm-hmm. Yes, it mm-hmm. was literally that, and ever since everything changed. Wow. Uh, um, but you, you, it's not in Egypt. You just take a felucca down the Nile. Right? <laughs> Most of these guys down there in the Nile right now, you know they are. <laughs> you know that they are gays and they are having fun. And oh, everyone, people know that, and no one really minds. I always take my friends there, and we just go. If, if anyone wants, like, we just want to dance. If someone wants to drink, they bring their uh, drinks with them. We mm-hmm. stay there for a couple of hours, and we go home. But yeah, in Cairo, being gay, of course, you have to keep it yourself. <laughs> right. I mean, when I was in Cairo um, a few years ago, I knew that it was. Um, you have to be careful. And right before there was some incident where I think it was a bathhouse where the police went in and um, like raided and then put them on TV or on the news yes. or whatever. And I think most of them ended up not getting arrested or in trouble, but there's still like the, the social stigma of being outed as a gay person was a big problem. And so then I said, well, let, let me, and so I said, so I looked on Grinder and Scruff to see what was there. And on Scruff at the time, they had a warning that popped up that said, be careful because government authorities or other people might be trying to entrap you. Um, and so I just kind of like, I, just, I, I went on more as a, to be able to see what that was like and what was there. And I started chatting with someone where it did feel like they were really trying to find out where I was. Um, very aggressively. So I was like, let me shut this down. <laughs> the experiment is over. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 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 I'd love to hear more about the gay life in, in Cairo because it's because I imagine like it's there and people people who are in the know know it's there, but you 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 find a way to navigate. So uh, that is very true, actually. Uh, Grinder and I, I I haven't really used any apps other than Tinder in Egypt, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know about that. <laughs> but I do know from lots of friends that uh, every other app is played with police uh, officers you see this is how they make themselves um this is how you score i don't know how to say that to be honest but like this police officer you know the the crime rate in cairo isn't that big Mm -hmm. so they need to keep themselves busy they need to Uh, to show that they're doing something something. gotcha so they are literally making this whole gay thing uh, a big thing than it is in you, you see when you ca- when they catch someone they don't even say that they are gay uh, because being gay is not illegal in Egypt actually it's it was never a crime in Egypt not even when the British were occupying Egypt and wanted to make it so mm-hmm. um, but they say that you are a pedophile they say that you were uh, you were basically, uh, you raped a child, you were under the influence of alcohol or other drugs, you paid for um, this. Uh, mm. Yes. So that's basically how you get imprisoned, but in, but, uh, but charging you for being uh, homosexual, that's not, that's not a crime. Interesting. And 
so and so so many people told me that indeed they actually some people got uh, lured by the police officers asking them out on dates and let's meet here there and then they find like uh, three or four or five police officers are surrounding them and they take them to the police station and you know that your life is basically ruined <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's it that's the end literally the end for you wow so then but then you have a juxtaposition of people on Lucas and mm-hmm. being able to live a life so is there is there is there also like a class difference where if you're a little more educated a little a little more family income you have a little more freedom to be gay than if you were um, um, have less income or, or working class Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Remember this queen boat thing that I told you? Yeah. So it was actually, uh, you see, there was this minister whose son was gay, and he used to always party on these flukas. Interesting. And another minister who wanted to just ruin him or ruin his political career or whatnot, uh, informed the police that there are, he didn't tell them it was a gay party, he told them that there are drugs, there are, uh, like there are drug users, um, alcohol consumers, uh, and and all you know, mm-hmm, all that. Mm-hmm. So that's why they went there. And then when they went there, they found all the guys being in. Maybe a couple were kissing or something like that. And you know who's the only one who didn't get hurt by all this? The 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 politic the, the son of the politician. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't even go to the police station. Mm. So that's the interesting. It's so interesting. It's like it's like the, as you're talking, even like it reminds me of Mexico City. And mm-hmm. so in Mexico City, they had a situation, I forget the year, but it was many, many, many years ago, where they had this thing that's called the, the 41. They called it this, the thing about the 41, because there was um, the son of the president, or at the time it wasn't the president, but whatever the leader of the country was, he was gay. And he had a, a, basically a party, like the same thing was happening on the boat, but in some like fancy house. And the police raided it, and they arrested... 40 people, but they did not arrest the president's son. But all the friends, they were like, they were, they were fancy folks, they were well-connected and it became big news. And so for a while, they will refer to gay people as like like Los 41 or something like that, which is like the 41 in Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it kind of, it, it was, so to this day, like that incident is almost like their stonewall for New York and the United oh, yes. States. Yes. And um, and and they have a monument to it in, the, in their main wow. in their main park in Mexico City, um, but it helps to start to begin to um, change attitudes and change people's perceptions, or to be kind of begin to try to fight for rights for queer people in Mexico City. And so it's interesting mm-hmm. that there's a similar thing happening in, in Egypt in Cairo. Yeah, it's it's a sad thing that happened in Cairo because unlike yeah. Mexico, uh, you, we this change is not happening anytime soon. Right, unfortunately, it will not happen. You can always play on the people's uh, religious sentiment, and base. you see, Egypt is big when it comes to Islam and Christianity. Mm-hmm. So the Christians in Egypt and the Muslims in Egypt are they are not that religious, but they will make you think they are. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You've visited Egypt. I'm sure you've I seen have, it. Yeah. yeah. Like, not everyone is very walking around talking about God and play. No, actually, everyone is having fun. Everyone is going about their lives. But mm-hmm. if you said anything that just touches the whole God thing, or like do, going against God is, um, God, God is uh, you know, 
uh, how can I the say most that? important being in the world and the universe. Yes, you can't just you can't you can't do anything regarding that. If you did, you can do I, again. You can do it in secret, but if you dared to show it up, then that's the problem. That's the problem. So interesting. So, my, so then, are there any gay parties in Egypt or in Cairo? Private places, like Private if I have parties. a villa, I will have I'll, I'll invite my friends, and we will. And uh, these private these parties are never um, like gaming only. Ah, gotcha. So, mm -hmm. so it's like uh, um, if they have girlfriends, they can bring them. Uh, they can bring them over. Uh, you know, also. Um, uh, you mean girlfriend? You mean girlfriend as a, as in friends, not girlfriends who they're dating. Yes, yes, uh, a straight woman who just loves their a friend, friend and wants yeah. to support. Mm -hmm. I have lots of that here. I was shocked when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that back home. <laughs> so um, normally we would do some hot topics. Oh, that's hot. But this is a hot topic to me, and I think a <laughs> lot of. So we're going to. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Egypt stuff, and then we'll go into more of how you've been affected by coronavirus and how and how um, folks in the um, queer community there have been affected affected so do you, are most of uh, are there any gay couples who are living together as a gay couple that you know of yes that's not actually an issue in Egypt because no one will suspect them for being gay couple they are just flatmates <laughs> that's mm -hmm. what, that's what anyone will think unless you show it unless you, you do something that will provoke Hey, wait, I think something like that just happened recently to a friend of mine. He lives he lives in the same uh, neighborhood as I am, mm -hmm. and uh, he he and they actually like they were somewhere and they drank or overdrank. He was and drunk, it got very and it got very comfortable. He they were like making out on the staircase, and the doorman saw them, the <sighs> gatekeeper. Oh, that's scandalous. Exactly. <laughs> he, uh, he, I think he called the police or something. But this guy, the friend, the, the man I know, he's he's very well connected. So it just mm. faded away. So let's talk more about you. So, um, um, so you live in Cairo. What do you, what do you do in Cairo? What do I do? Everything, first of everything, all. Everything, everything, yeah. I go to the kitchen, I go to the loo, I go to the living room. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, like, that's the extent of our travel these days. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. I, have a, I have a flight to the bathroom. I have to catch. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to make So before Corona, um, what kind of work do you do? Do you have a boyfriend or a partner? Um, well, I used to work in uh, Dubai for a long time mm -hmm. because my family lived there and my father used to live there. Um, I basically grew up in the Gulf, mm -hmm. which is literally, I'm not going to say the gayest because someone corrected me uh, when I said that, but like almost every man there is down. <laughs> like everyone is down for that. So I lived there. I worked there. I used to work as an accountant. Wait, hold on. So wait. So let, let's pause on that because now you open a whole new can of worms. So you're saying so in in the, just in Dubai or in the Gulf states in general, where them, yeah. and, and is that because they aren't allowed to um, 
you know, really be with women until they are married, to, until they get married to them? Do you think? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I really don't think so. Because it's, first of all, it's easier for them to get married. It's more than easy to get married mm -hmm. in the world. And they all can come to Egypt. And Egypt to them used to be like, you know, it's the escape for everything. In Egypt, you can do whatever you want. You can go to mm -hmm. nightclubs. You can have a relationship with a woman without being married, all that. Now they have Dubai and they have Bahrain. <laughs> I don't know if you know Bahrain or not. Yeah, of course. That's where Michael Jackson was for a long while. A long yeah. Time. And so was Lindsay yeah. Lohan. <laughs> they all go there. <laughs> Oh, it's interesting. So they go, so they go to Bahrain and Dubai because they can be a little people. So it's almost like in a way. So in the United States, like if you people will go to New York or to San Francisco or to Los Angeles, um, if they live in a small town and want to be be able to be a more open. Um, and so for in the Middle East, um, people go to Bahrain or or Dubai, whereas in the past they'll go to Cairo. Yes. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Okay, here's the fun thing. You'll always find this guy who, after you're done, he will tell you, oh, by the way, I'm not gay. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, well, that was some gay shit you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, honey, you stay in the closet. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure you've, I'm sure you've become an honorary citizen in Narnia by now, but have yeah. fun <laughs> and stay there. Stay safe. And so, and so, um, fascinating. So, um, when the coronavirus started, um, so you guys, so you, you guys have curfews. You don't have a quarantine. You don't have a stay-at-home order. You have a curfew, correct? We, you can stay to be quarantined if you can afford it. But if you can't, then you can go to work. People still go to work every day. Hmm. Um, nothing changed in Egypt, to be honest. And sorry, because I always, whenever you ask me a question, I always open this whole other subject. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm this, so this, sorry this, about is, that. This, is, this is your story, but honey, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just helping to navigate a little bit. So uh, to just finish the, the, the previous point, yes, I used, I used to work there as an accountant. And I worked in this very, very multinational uh, company. Mm -hmm. um, I, my company was doing some work to this other company where I went. But this one, one time I went to um, this meeting and that's where I met my partner. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's been... So, so you were in a meeting together and you're like, oh, he's cute. Mm. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> it was that. And I also wanted to, you know, um, remember like RuPaul once said on one of the episodes that back in the US when they wanted to see if someone is gay or not, they would be like, um, are you friends of Judy or something like that. Uh, Dor Dorothy, friend of Dorothy. Dorothy's, yes, Dorothy. Mm -hmm. And I, I did something similar. Oh. I, <laughs> he was, he was, um, I, after the meeting, I was just walking around and he, he literally stood somewhere nearby and he was talking to someone. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of loud. So I was talking to this other friend from my company and uh, when we were done, I was told him, you know what, sashay away. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked. <laughs> honey, he his, like, he literally, like, his, his, his neck was like 30, 360 degrees, you know, like an owl. He was like, 
You looked at me like, like okay, we see I each see other. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see you. And then he came to me and was like, did you do that on purpose? And I was like, yeah. And it worked. So, <laughs> and I ever since. It. <laughs> yeah. Is he also Egyptian? Oh, uh, no. A Hongkonese. Hong- oh, Hongkonese. Okay, from Hong Kong. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Great. So I love that story. And so then... Do you come back to Cairo for work or just to be close to the family or for other reasons? Uh, mom actually was uh, falling ill and uh, she lo- she wants her baby son to of come course. and take care of her. So, of course, he did. Mm-hmm. And are you, did. Did, are you out to your family? Um, I was never in to start <laughs> to begin with. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, it was always obvious. It was always mm-hmm. obvious since I was little, and mom took care that no one would ever bully me for it. Of course, I did get bullied like fuck for it. I'm sorry for saying that, but she never really allowed anyone, not even my father. She didn't allow anyone to um, to affect me in any way. That's very sweet. I'm very lucky. Yeah, and she's yeah. really religious, by the way. <laughs> wow, that's very. Why do you think she did that? Um, I okay. I really don't know why, but I think uh, I was born premature, and I was always in this life-threatening situation for a mm. very long time. Mm-hmm. And she took me to so many hostels. We traveled to so many places to receive um, medication and and go under these surgeries and so on. So, so um, I think this made us very connected. Yeah. So it's like she put all this effort in me. She invested all of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if I'm something that religion says I'm not, I shouldn't be. Um, I don't think she really did that uh, stop her from being my mother. But so you were starting to talk about the um, the ineffectiveness of the um, herpes. So oh, yes. can you say more about? Number one, are there many cases of coronavirus and COVID in, in Egypt? The, the, the number that we know so far is 2,600 something, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is we're not really testing anyone. Right. We just test those who, are, who, who we think are very obvious. Have, mm-hmm. Yes, but we're not really carrying uh, mass testing. Um, yeah, we're doing the same mistake that the U.S. did at the, uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of, of this. Um, also with the whole curfew thing. I know that Egypt cannot really take this too far because some people can't really afford to stay at home. Right. Uh, I mean, the president will not write checks and send them to uh, <laughs> to every Egyptian like right. uh, President like- Cheeto did. Um, but I think the new, I actually said that a couple of days ago. I went downstairs to bring my delivery. I like I ordered some stuff, and I, when I went down to get it, I saw so many people downstairs. Mm. So I said, "People, there is a bloody virus out there. Just stay at home." Right, right. And this guy looked at me and he said, "You can afford to stay at home. Don't tell me what to do." That's real. Uh, it is. I didn't say anything else. I was like, "Yeah, yep." I mean, it's it, it's real, and it's something that is happening. I think all over the world. Um, there is even there's even there was an article I was reading was talking about how space is a luxury. Um, you know, I'm lucky I have an apartment that I, I live alone. It's hard to live alone, but 
But however, I have a pretty spacious apartment for one person. And there are some people who may have the same size apartment, but maybe have three or four people um, living there. So if you have to be in a small space with three or four people all the time, that probably means that you're doing that because you don't have enough money to have more space. And so if you don't have more money and all four of the people can't can't work, that can be very hard for the long term. So it's just definitely, so I feel like these quarantines all over the world have really exposed um, and made it more apparent how these differences in our lives have really impact us. And we in developing countries, yes. Yeah, yeah. So how so 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 people are able to go to work like normal. Yep. I, and my mother was asked to go to work, and I told her, "Nope, you're not doing that." Mm-hmm. But she was asked to go to and perform her uh, daily duties as as if nothing is going on. And do they give them masks? Do they give them oh, like, yes. sanitizer? Yes. Mom is mom is actually um, naturally masked every day. Have you seen those women who cover their faces? Oh yeah, so yeah, I was going to ask you about that, <laughs> and, and I was, but I wasn't sure if it was like an ignorant question. So like, so if, if they wear the what they call the hijab, correct? No niqab. A niqab, or if they wear a niqab, does that have the same protective um, character of a mask? That's what the religious people want you to believe. Yes, it's not, but it's that's not. what they think. Mm-hmm. That's not. I mean, it might protect her on some level, but it it will not protect others because if she did, if she is a carrier and she sneezed right. or coughed, it will it come through the veil. Right, so, right. And it's not really protecting anyone. And but she's a good she she's a good mother. I told her, please don't go, and she said, okay, I won't. <laughs> That's oh. <laughs> And is the um, so people are going to work. And then, so what's the idea of the curfew then? <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. So the curfew starts at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, from 8 p.m. till 6 a.m. Because apparently that's when the virus is active. And then it goes to sleep <laughs> after 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, how the, that's how the government thinks they are controlling everything. And they are, because Egyptians love to go out they all they are mm. always at the cafes smoking I shisha mm-hmm. uh, drink i uh, drink you know smoking yeah. drinking tea we're obsessed with tea thanks to the british occupation and uh, we're always out we're, uh, i mean before the before the whole thing i don't really have much friends in egypt i i don't always go out, but I always go to the malls. I always go to the cinema, mm-hmm. um, go to a restaurant. Just you know, um, just uh, how can how can you say indulge myself? Because I can't because I'm better because I can afford live. that. Yeah, you have yes. to live. Mm-hmm. So I, I I used to do that before the coronavirus hit everything. For the other queer people in Cairo, yeah. Are, do you find that they're they have to go to work, um, or do they are they able to quarantine? And what's the situation from the folks that you know and your your understanding of their situation? I have lots of friends who don't lots of friends who don't really go to work because most of them can work from home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not really being I'm not trying to sound like uh, a brat, but mostly gays are really smart, mm-hmm. so they are all. Not all, but like the majority of them uh, are like uh, computer engineers, software engineers, um, uh, uh, 
uh, Android developers or iPhone developers. Mm -hmm. uh, they can do all these things that they can actually do remotely at home. Mm -hmm. As for the doctors, because I, I, I do I do know these two doctors, but they I mean they are uh, they have to be at the front of oh, the yeah, line. They, yeah, they have to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, of course, there are some who just need to work. They have to. Mm -hmm. But interesting, I know. Um, so by and large, you're saying though that they're that most of the um, queer folks that you know, they tend to they really value education, they value professional achievement, and they're working in careers where they are able to work from home. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and that gives them access in a lot of places. I say in the U.S., you you have a lot of that also, but you also have a lot of folks who are creative and they find other outlets because it's possible to be able to make a life for yourself doing those things. But I imagine this is just my not knowing that much about Egypt. I wonder, is it possible for someone to have, to have a, um, uh, to make a lot of money doing something creative, like in the arts, acting, art, um, so on and so forth? Depending on the city. Um, uh, in Cairo, maybe, in Alexandria, mm -hmm. And that's about it. These that's are the two it. major cities uh, where you can be as artistic as you would. Um, mm -hmm. You can experience with anything. Uh, I mean, I'm from the north. Mm -hmm. I literally didn't. Eat, I I swear to God, there was this. Um, there was some time when I actually thought I'm the only, uh, like I'm the only gay guy in that place mm. because I just don't see any representation Anybody. or anyone who's uh, remotely behaves or interested in anything I do. Just nothing, really nothing. And so I came to Cairo. Been, must have been, must have been cable that helped because you know RuPaul. Absolutely. Are you kidding? And yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, and also, believe it or not, um, uh, I, I love to watch uh, white, I don't know what to call it in English, by the way, but black and white movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I, I literally translated that from Arabic to English, but good. <laughs> so I used to watch black and white uh, movies a lot, Egyptian black and white movies. Mm -hmm. And back then, we actually had representation. I saw lots of movies to, uh, with really? like talking about discussing transsexuality, discussing homosexuality, discussing lesbianism. And um, at, yes, some of these movies were, were handling the whole thing as comedy factor right right but others were just, but they were there mm -hmm. but they were there and uh, and then they yeah. weren't at some point they weren't there anymore everything went down the gutter uh, after we abolished the monarchy mm -hmm. uh, i mean you you you, tr you traded the monarchy and you traded basically democracy for uh, the military so <laughs> it's really different So, so the healthcare system in Egypt. You mentioned you have a friend or two doctors. Is it um, do people get free healthcare? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, so and it's pretty widespread. It's pretty easy to get. I know you've been to other countries. So, which how would you compare it to the healthcare in some other countries you're aware of? I mean, it's we. It's not at all as advanced as it is in uh, in UAE, United Arab mm -hmm. Emirates, but it's something. <laughs> Remember your first interview with. Uh, the guy in Mexico. Jet. Jet, yes. yes. 
it's literally as he uh, described it. Um, uh, you can go to the hospital and you can go to these public, public, you know, public hospitals and public clinics and all that. But if you have money, you can also go to a private one and you can receive a better treatment. Gotcha. And you don't have to wait on the line for some things. But when it comes to Corona, uh, no, it's more serious. Like uh, they will send an ambulance to pick you from home. <laughs> no one will really know where you win, but you will be in contact with your family all the time. What do people <laughs> think um, about the global reaction to coronavirus? Do most people think it's an overreaction? They think they or do they understand it, but think it doesn't work for them in their own lives? No, they are really, really, uh, they're really afraid. Trust me, people are afraid. Really afraid. Like mm-hmm. you can see it in the way they behave. Um, I, I can go for daily walks because I live in mm-hmm. this fancy neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, like lots of parks and lots of places where I can do that. And <clears throat> um, but before this thing, like if you pumped into someone, he'd he'd just smile at you, be like, "Sorry, I didn't mean it. Have a right. good day," stuff like that. Right now. People make sure that there is a space between you and them. Okay. And if, if if someone saw you coming from like 20 meters far, and I know mm-hmm. you can't work meters because you're American, uh, but like, if you, <laughs> but if someone so, saw you, it is so true. Yes, I'm like meters. What 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 do you say? Yes. <laughs> if someone saw you coming like 20 meters far, he will just walk and like go to a different way or just. May right. stop till you pass him, but he would be so scared. Right. So they understand and they are really afraid. It's just that not not so many of them can actually stay at home. Got you. Because actually, I have one more question. How do you say coronavirus in Arabic? Um. Okay. Uh, coronavirus in Arabic. Uh, uh, virus. Uh, virus corona. Virus oh, corona. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Virus. Uh, yes, I, I, th- I think uh, the way we pronounce some, some, almost every medical term is kind of is neat, like almost French. Interesting. So and how do you say how do you say gay in Arabic? Is there a word for gay in Arabic? Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. There's one. I, I'm sorry when you said that. I, I I just had flashbacks of the bad words. Oh. Uh, um, one yeah, says the good a, word. The good word. <laughs> the good word is misli. 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 Yes. Yes. And and well, what and so and what do um what would you call like your friends? You're like, hey, Miss Lee, or like what? Oh, like, no. what's something? Yeah. Because the Emily is very uh, standard Arabic. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> and no one really, and it's really hard to pronounce because like the word the the the, the, the character seh, mm-hmm. it, it takes lots of time. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no. So so what? So how do you refer lovingly to your friends, your gay friends? What's what's like the common play? Well, the majority speak English. That's actually how you differentiate yourself. Uh, uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually, I actually had a friend who said, "I will never go out, hook up, or meet anyone who does not speak English," mm. because being bilingual means you have reached a certain level of sophistication, yeah. and that you are um, smart enough to process things. Mm-hmm. And as racist as this may sound, I have found it to be true. Mm-hmm. It's costly to actually find to find um, a gay guy who uh, who speaks English and in the closet, mm-hmm. uh, or at least not somewhat 
open about who he is. But the ones who are who just speak the language, the one language we have, always in the closet, so deep in the closet. So it's kind of true. I can see that's an interesting way to um, kind of make a choice. I think you, I would imagine you're also thinking about your safety because if they only speak Arabic, then there could be a possi- there could be a possibility that maybe they're trying to entrap you too. No. Yep, and some people would understand. Like in English, when you meet someone, as you as you say, how, how do you refer to your friends? Over so like, hey girl, hey sis, all that, right. all, all all what do you say in the U.S. We, we, we use it here. Uh, right. Some people can pick up on that, on the English right. thing. But if you use it in Arabic, they will definitely understand. Right. Uh, the way you save the whole situation is if you laughed afterwards. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, that will mean like you are, you know, you're straight, but you're trying to be funny. Right. Right. I mean, I do that, I do that all the time. <laughs> So now it's time for the segment of Quarantine and Chill called okay. What Would You Do? Where I give you a scenario and you tell me what would you do? Okay. okay. So in this situation, you have, you have, so imagine you have two kids with an ex-husband, an ex-partner. Okay. Yeah. Um, your ex has been seeing someone else for a while. They don't live together though. You are unsure how seriously they're taking a stay-at-home order or how, how, or, it, or how seriously they're protecting their, their, themselves from possible infection. But you know you, you, you're, you're taking it seriously. You're, you're worried that your kids going back and forth each week might make them unknown carriers of coronavirus. What would you do? Well, it, dep- it, it really depends on who the kids are really close to. Mm-hmm. If they are closer to him than me, then I will just ask him to keep them till this whole situation is cleared. Mm-hmm. And if they are closer to me, I will have I will have a talk with him that it's safer. I'm just trying to do what is best for them, mm-hmm. and hopefully he will be on board. If he's not, then we're in Egypt. I can call the police on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. That's a- it was an interesting situation that scenario to ask you, given that I, I, I don't know, I didn't ask you about adoption or kids stuff, but I, I know you know a few couples, but I imagine if there's couples with children, then that would raise suspicion. Like two, two men with, with a child would probably raise suspicion. No? Definitely. Depends yeah. on, on, on what law you would say. What lie you would say, you said. Actually, me and my, me and my partner, we already discussed this. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> um, he wants to have kids, mm-hmm. but he can't really come out his family. So he basically told me, or we kind of came out with it together, that we can have children and he will just tell his family that he was in a relationship with a woman. Um, he just did, you know, he slept with her, but he was not in contact. She got pregnant and she doesn't want to keep the babies. So she just gave them to him. Ah, I've got you. <laughs> Almost like it's like a it's like a setup for a sitcom. Kind of yes, thing. that's how clever the guys can be to keep themselves safe. Citizens, what would you do in a scenario? You can go to our Quarantine and Chill Facebook page. Let us know right now. You can also post it to your Instagram story or on Twitter. Just make sure to add us or to use the hashtag Quarantine and Chill. We'll share it.
when we're able to start traveling again, when the travel bans are、um, gone away around the world, what's the first place you want to travel to? Hong Kong, I'm horny. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have needs. Yes. Are you kidding? It's been months. <laughs> it's been months, and and we're we're monogamous, so it's just hard. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Hong Kong. Hong Kong is an amazing city.、Um, it it, I went there for the first time a few years ago, and it was just such a. It was so.、Um, Like the the all the mountains and the water and the buildings、oh, yes. and there's like this mixture of like kind of the old world and the new world,、um, yes. and great food. And it was, like, it was fascinating, fascinating. I was just there for a long layover before going to China, and I was、um, but I want to go back for the Gay Games are there and、yeah. um, and twenty I think next year if I recall correctly. So hopefully there's no they're still there.、Um, so I want to go there for that.、Um, How how are you keeping yourself、um, sane or well in these times? In this time, I read a lot. I read a lot since I was very young.、Uh, it's literally the only thing I remember my dad doing with me. Like the only activity we've done together is teaching me how to read.、Mm. Um, he was he always wanted to get results fast. So he before I even went to school or, or nursery、mm-hmm. school. He used to teach me how to、um, how to write and how to read, and then he started giving me books and、uh, everything, you know,、uh, novels and stuff like that. And he gave me my first Harry Potter novel, so I'm always、uh. glad. I'm always <laughs> glad because I am a Harry Potter fanatic. You're a wizard, Harry. So、uh, I read a lot. I I'm always I always have a book in my hand.、Uh, What are you reading now? Not, Um, wait, let me show you. Oh, yeah. Wait, this is、yeah. not a video. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you like, can get it. it. You can you can you it, can show me. You can show me. How about that? Because、yeah. it's funny. It's called bedtime stories for stressed out adults. Oh no, we all know that. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> and, bedtime、um, stories for stressed adults. I love that. I, <laughs> and、uh, movies, of course. I watch lots of movies. I listen to music. I ch- I'm always I, like I call my sisters every day because my sisters are the funniest people、mm-hmm. on the planet. We share the same dark sense of humor.、Mm-hmm. You can't really offend us because we are offensive, and、uh, <laughs> we're just having fun all day. I call them. I I call the kids. I teach the kids English, so、mm-hmm. I have to call them every day. And、um, I also, I every day I have to video call with my partner. That's how、mm-hmm. we keep each other, you know,、um, in love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And apart from some really things I never thought I would resolve to,、mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, have that. <laughs> just do that because I,、yeah. lo- I love, I love the innuendo in that, but I understand it very clearly what you are referring to. <laughs> oh God, I never thought I would do that. Never. <laughs> I think so. Desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I'm here for it myself too. I understand. Hi, citizens. For today's wellness tips, go to the Quarantine Until Facebook page. You can even leave some of your own. Well, so normally I ask people 
um, where they want to be found online on Instagram and social. I won't do that for you um, for you. obvious reasons. Yes. Um, and, um, but um, what is, um, but actually, but I, but, but I will ask you this. If someone listening is um, in a country, um, either like, you know, Egypt or the um, um, Dubai or Bahrain or anywhere, any kind of, um, any country that you, that, that like a, a predominantly Muslim or Arab country where it may be harder to be openly gay, are there any resources that you would suggest that they look for online to be able to help them to figure out how to be safe or to live their life or to find other people like them? If they are in the Gulf, then they probably know the, the deal there. So just do everything online. Go to twi Twitter is very safe. Mm -hmm. Facebook is also safe. Um, just don't share your read pictures with anyone, please. Mm -hmm. They will try to convince you to video call them and they will try to convince you to send them pictures with your face. Do not do that because even though they're also gays, they are just, uh, they can hurt you. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have fun, then there, you can, oh, yeah, again, this is because I live in Egypt, not in the US. We can illegally, <laughs> we can mm -hmm. illegally download whatever we want online mm -hmm. because, yeah, because we can. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we can, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's not really a crime here. And yes, it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. But uh, some of some of the the channels that you guys offer contents on are not really uh, we can't really, are not available in my region. Right, right. So the only so the, so the only way I can get them is to download them illegally. Yeah. Since I'm I didn't give you my full name, I don't care what you're gonna do with this. <laughs> no, right. Nobody will know. And there are a million and one Mohammeds around the world. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And and then you, they also have Netflix if they can if they want uh, queer um queer uh, contents. Mm -hmm. For myself, when I was when, when I when I was fourteen and I discovered, uh, you know, that there are actually movies about all this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I went to some uh, websites. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna name them on your broadcast, but mm -hmm. you you know the web. You guys know the websites. So I you can yes, do whatever. You yeah, want. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, oh wait, I'm not talking about porn. I uh, no no no. I'm just talking about websites. <laughs> I'm talking about like like maps, yeah. like stuff like yes. like those. So, yeah, yes, because mm -hmm. they might think I'm talking about porn. Everyone knows where to find that. Yeah. Um, but like you know the you know the websites when you can download when you can download movies and stuff like that. Just go on IMDb and Google the word gay the word uh, gay movie a gay movie or um, gay series or something. Just with the word gay, and you will find mm -hmm. lots of things. And trust me, it might sound silly. It will help. Mm. I hate no myself. no it, no. It doesn't sound silly. I know. I will talk about. For me, even though I live, I grew up in Los Angeles, or I grew up in California, yes. Yes. Um, and it was more, it was relatively open, as you know, compared to other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But growing up, I didn't know any other gay people. And when I was a, now I'm going to give my, with my age, but when I was a junior in high school, that was the first year that MTV's The Real World aired. And on the first season, they had a gay guy. His name was Norman Corpy. Yes. And, and, you know, years later, I actually met him. And I was like, oh, Norman, you were my first gay friend. 
because even though I never, um, you know, I didn't know him in person, it was like the first time I'm seeing a gay person on TV living their life openly. And yes. I was like, oh, well, I could somebody I can connect to. And then um, on the third season, there was Pedro Zamora, who was a gay Latino in, in, um, in, San, in, in San Francisco. And then it's exploded since then. But like, so it was, for me, it was first on TV um, to see people, to be able to kind of feel like I was not alone and like I had a friend. So I can imagine what it's like being in Egypt or somewhere in UAE and feeling in the same way. It was really hard. I never had a, a gay friend. I mm-hmm. didn't really have any uh, any friend like that. And even my other friends, I was never close to them because I always, like, there was always this thing that I want to say and I couldn't say. Mm-hmm. So just hanging out with them was not really, um, it was never freeing. It was just, mm-hmm. I could see, like, they were always talking about the things I'm never interested in. And, of course, I'm not going to talk about the things I'm interested in. So right, right. Right. So watching these movies and watching these series like Will and Grace, come on. Mm-hmm. That, of course, yeah. Jack and Karen, oh, they are responsible for my upbringing. <laughs> like they are literally my maternal parents. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I learned all my sass from the two of them. And uh, so You're a sassy uh, one. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Will and Grace and... Of course, all the movies, like, um, I, I can't really recall, though, like, any names or no, but, like, there were lots of movies uh, you can mm-hmm. find online uh, that I downloaded. I downloaded everything I came across, even mm-hmm. the trashy, the trashy movies, the trashy ones. Yeah. I'm not going to name names, but, mm-hmm. like, there was these really trashy, low-budget movies. Um, I still downloaded these, and I still watched them because I wanted to see that uh, there are people like me, they are normal, mm-hmm. and they are living their lives, and they can, they are happy, so I can be happy one day, I can be, um, there's nothing really wrong with me, you know, because I did think that, God, this brain of mine really made the best scenarios growing up, I used to hate myself for everything, mm-hmm. and it got really dark, really dark, um, in, in preparatory school. Uh, that's middle school <laughs> mm-hmm. and and, uh, and I was sick of everything because every day I used to go to school I used to give call every name in the book um, they will just hit me for no reason uh, right. they will tear my books apart for no reason um, yeah I had that so yeah. when I when I really, when it was really so much, and I just wanted it all to stop, um, I kind of attempted to stop it. And okay, so this is a serious one. I never shared this with anyone, by the way. So uh, just my partner, and he doesn't even know the full story. But I'm gonna share it with you because if anyone might listen to this and has ever considered to hurt themselves or end their lives. Mm-hmm. N- it's not that, it's not really that easy and it's not worth it at all mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I thought it will never change and it changed for me. You have no idea how happy I am now, but yes, it was hard. And I did a very stupid thing. Um, I took, I, I went to my mother's cabinet and I took all the bills she had. Wow. And I made this, I made this cocktail of all these bills and I, I 
I remember there were like 25 pill or something, 25 pill, 30 pills. I don't remember. They were a loss. And I took all of them. Wow. And I took how, a pill. How, how, how old were you? How old were you? Uh, 13, I think. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And, um, but nothing happened for a very long time. For, for, for an hour, maybe, or... It, it, I was waiting for it to happen, you know, I just wanted to end it. So I was waiting mm-hmm. very anxiously and nothing happened. But then I started to have this excruciating pain. I can never describe it. So trust me, it's not worth it. But I, I swear to God, I wanted to reach out to my stomach and just open it with my own hands because mm. I, I could feel knives digging inside of me. And... I started crying a lot. I was crying nonstop. And and my skin changed, like my my skin color changed. It got so dark. And uh, I started feeling cold. The pain did not stop. It only got more worse. And I didn't know what to do. I I was afraid to ask for help. So I started making um, uh, salt water. Like I bring water and put lots of salt and drink it and drink it to force myself to throw up. Mm -hmm. And I drank a lot. And trust me, it's not tasty, so you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I drank lots of... I gave myself enemas to force myself also to uh, just release. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forced myself to um, throw up. I did so many things a 13-year-old should not do mm. on his own to save his own life because... I, because yes, I wanted to end it, but when the pain started and it was so painful and it was not going anywhere, uh, and I started crying because I really didn't want to die. I really didn't want to mm. die, uh, but I wanted what was going on to stop. So when I did all that and the pain didn't really go away, I took myself to the hospital and I checked myself in and um, they did like lots of things. They started putting some stuff in my mouth and uh, I, I threw up even more and they did all this cleansing process and I stayed there for a day. I told them, I gave them a false name. I actually gave them one of my, one of my schoolmates name because I, mm. I would sound like a horrible person now, but his parents were dead and they wanted an adult to come and pick me up. So mm. I gave them his name because I know he doesn't have, uh, his parents are not home. Mm-hmm. And also he lives with his uncles so they might not, and Egypt is, Egypt is not that, you know, they don't really care. Mm-hmm. But I wanted them not to find anyone under that name. And I left, I actually, um, I ran, <laughs> I ran out of the hostel. They were, I wasn't going to pay anything anyway, because it was all for free. Uh, and ever that, since that day, I knew that, no, fuck this. I want to live. I want to live. Mm. and I just started reading more I started getting more busy with uh, yes I taught myself a second language which is the one I'm speaking in right now mm-hmm. um, and I just kept I always kept myself busy um, learning English French reading books um, and yes of course having online friends helped a lot mm-hmm. a lot also, uh, another advice, try to have friends from your same age, being 13, 14, 15, and adding older men is not a fun yeah. ride. And yeah. 
some of them are very toxic and they will try to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow. Well, uh, don't do that. Well, Mohammed, I I feel very honored you share that story and I'm I'm getting chills listening to it. I'm sorry. Think, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't no, make you uncomfortable. No, it's a good thing. No, 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 it's a good thing. I think that there are um a lot of people unfortunately who find themselves in that situation and um some of them you know do go through with it unfortunately um but there are many of them who who try and don't go through with it and um and I'm glad that you shared that story because I think there is so much to live for and I know it may seem cliche but the whole idea that it gets better I think you know it you know like, like it, it it seems like the world is crushing going to fall down on you when you first are um, coming to terms of being gay yourself and then yes. having to share it with people in your family and your, among your friends. Um, but I know for me, I never had thoughts of suicide, but it definitely was one. It was, it was a, um, a lot of fear. I thought my world was going to end. And hunting, I feel like I have lived. I am living every day. I live my life yes. fabulously. And yes. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine my life not being able to live who i who i am and i and i and i wish i hope that people are able to do that and, you know part of the reason why i wanted to do this podcast is to really be able to help people um queer or not queer to really see the the full um spectrum of gay life around the world because i think sometimes sometimes we get you know i love will and grace i love all the characters but sometimes they'll think gay guys, they're Jack or they're, they're like Jack, basically. And, mm. say, and Jack and Jack is hilarious and he's, he's great. But we have, there are more types of gay experiences than just the comic relief person. Yes. And I want people to be able to see that, you know, like there are people who are religious, people who are doctors, people who are, um, um, who are um, having relationships, having, having children who are, um, you know, who are helping to, um, and the third episode with Robin McGee, you know, she's, you know, using her resources to help get thousands of masks to um, folks on the front line or the episode with Cleve Jones, who is mm-hmm. also the head of, he's a major labor union. He's helping to, you know, deal help workers um, who are like in hotel workers and so on and so yes. forth to be able to preserve their jobs or, or preserve proper benefits and then because people are doing a wide variety of things but our experience often gets limited um and to be able to provide tools and ways for us to connect with each other and our humanity a lot more yes yes absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. yes God. and ahead. also if they watch i'm sorry to, to cut you no, off please don't watch trouble's drag race and think um acting like a drag queen is will give you a personality it does not <laughs> really being being cunty and being mean and throwing That's shade all the time it's just mean it's mm-hmm. mean it's it shows you like you'll only look and sound like a horrible person and you're hurting other people you're not helping mm-hmm. anyone and trust me it's fun yes watch troubles that race have fun enjoy but these being a queen and being throwing shade and doing all that this is not a personality honey this is just fun you're right you're right you, you gotta be yourself you gotta, you gotta be you gotta be who you are exactly exactly so i've um thoroughly enjoyed the conversation my last <laughs> question do? for you 
Um, sure. As you know, you're, you're a listener, so you know I, I ask everyone at the end of the episode, yes. um, <laughs> what do you hope to take away from this um, coronavirus situation? I don't know what to say, to be honest. I, I, I had goals and I, I wanted to do so many things, but this coronavirus thing has actually scared me shitless. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't even know if I want to continue with what I wanted to do or not. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I know I know it sounds wrong and I should be hopeful and all that, but this thing happened and it's changed everything and it stopped everything. So what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I do, our governments are not giving us hope for anything. Mm. Um, I, I hope that we will learn from this that we are all on the same boat, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe to stop treat migrants, uh, immigrants, and, and treat uh, refugees um, as leeches who are sucking our blood, but they're actually, they just want to live like we do. You guys were literally punching each other in the face for toilet paper. Right. <laughs> okay. So these people want to live. So maybe from this coronavirus, not me personally, but everyone, I really wish that we will learn to just love. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I really don't know. I'm always actually, this is, this is, this just hit me kind of because um, I'm just afraid of everything now on from now on. I don't know what's coming next. I really don't know what's coming next. A lot of us feel similar. That uncertainty is hard. But, you know, to be hopeful, my, my fun partner did ask me if I will ever ask him to marry me. Oh. And I told him I'm never interested in marriage because I, I don't believe in the institution, of, like the whole thing of marriage. I don't really mm. I believe in it. I think it's just meaningless. But given the circumstances, I really am seriously considering to just go buy a ring and make him mine forever or ask him oh, at least oh. to be mine forever because this whole thing showed me how much he means to me well if you do do that and you have a ceremony you have to invite me i'm very fun of the party and i feel like i feel like this would be a very fun little fun wedding Honey, absolutely. He wants to have it in New York, but I want to have it in Iceland. So, yeah, we will we will think about that. I'm really oh. afraid of coming to yes. You can do, <laughs> you really can, you can do it. You can do it at both places. You could have like a Bjork themed wedding in Iceland, and you could have like a you know an over the top um, Madonna themed wedding in New York. <laughs> oh God, yes, absolutely, Madonna. Um, honey, have you heard me? Of course, it's going to be Harry Potter themed. Oh, this Jesus. is true. This is true. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a child. I'm a man yes. child, and I'm so proud of it. I don't care what people think. Um, this was fun. This was yeah, really was fun. fun. But thanks so much, Mohammed, and everyone listening. Have a wonderful day. And until tomorrow, it's Quarantine and Chill. I'm Vincent Jones. Masalema, everyone. Gracias. Toda oba. ni. Obrigado. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Quarantine and Chill, a creation of yours truly, Vincent Jones and Citizen Jones Travel. Much love to the amazing Ben Salk who produces, edits, and makes all the music for the podcast. If you love this episode, please like and leave positive comments on the podcast platform of your choice. You have no idea how much that helps us. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram 
Facebook, and Twitter, where you can learn more about today's guests and get any resources mentioned in the conversation, as well as connect with other citizens in the Quarantine and Chill community. Until tomorrow, this is Vincent Jones reminding you to wash your hands. Let's quarantine and chill. Chill. Chill.